Hello, my name is Charlotte Garrett Williams, and I am bringing you greetings from Enon United Methodist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, where Reverend Bruce L. Williams is my pastor. It is an honor and it is a privilege to be here on this podcast to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the land. My main focus tonight is going to be on the gospel of Luke. Luke is one of my favorite gospels, and I want to give you some history about the gospel of Luke. Luke is the 42nd book of the Bible. It has 24 chapters. It has 1,151 verses, 25,944 words, 165 questions, 9 Old Testament prophecies, 54 new prophecies, 930 verses of history, 118 verses of fulfilled and 103 verses of unfulfilled prophecies. The author, of course, is Luke, the beloved physician. I want to focus on chapter 6, verse 37 through 42. And it reads as follows. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given back to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at a splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the splinter that is in your eye when in your eye there is a beam? Hypocrite. First, take the beam of wood out of your eye and then you will see clearly and take out the splinter in your brother's eye. Truly, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is very dear to my heart because we're living in a world of judgment, a world where people are judging everybody and everything. When we first come up on individuals that are standing by the side of the road with signs, we pass judgment. We pass judgment when we see people dressed a certain way. We pass judgment when people open up their mouths and start to speak. We pass judgment. But really, what is it and what does it mean to judge? As I did my research and I was looking up to find out what the word judge means, it is to form a negative opinion. It is a conclusion. And so we are guilty. We all have been guilty of being a judge. When I was a child, I would like to play the judge and set up boxes and have my gavel And act as if I was the judge and condemning people to different things. 
it was fun at the time. But as I grew older, I realized that I have no right to judge. I have no right to be the judge or the jury. There is only one judge, and that's Jesus Christ. And we have to learn that we are not to judge because if we judge, we're setting ourselves up to be judged. And it says, do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Condemned means to find someone guilty. And we are so quick to find somebody guilty of something before we even understand the situation. Then it says, forgive and you will be forgiven. I think one of the biggest things right now that we are dealing with in this world is that there are so many people walking around with heavy burdens. They're walking around with envy, grief, and strife, and they're holding on to anger in situations that have been there for a long time. And they are refusing to say, I'm sorry. They do not want to forgive, but the Bible clearly tells us forgive and you will be forgiven. I myself, I don't hold grudges because grudges are not going to do anything for me. That's why people ask me, how can you talk to this person when they did you a certain way? Because God has given me a peace that surpasses all understanding and he will do the same for you. So we have to learn to forgive. And you will be forgiven. I think the world we're living in right now, there are so many innocent people being killed. And it's all because somebody has something in their heart that they just can't get rid of. And I think because they are in their mind finding them guilty, they've already judged them. And then they try to take their lives. We're living in a world right now of confusion and chaos. Verse 38 says, give and it will be given to you. Give and it will be given to you. It doesn't matter when I give of my tithes and my offering, I can see the blessings of God. When I don't give, I can see the difference. And it is as if a heavy load falls on me when I don't give my tithes and my offering. But for the ones that don't have the tithes and the offering or don't have the finances to give, you can give of your time. You can become a prayer warrior. You can intercede for someone in need. And you can be of great service to the body of Christ. All of those things are part of giving. And when you give, it will be given back to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I just love that. It's an overflow of, of abundance. It's an overflow of a spiritual walk. It's an overflow of just blessings. So when we do things, we have to be mindful of the consequences behind it and the situations and the outcome. So when we give, give freely. Give of your heart and watch God work things out for you. He also told a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? 
So if the blind is trying to guide the blind, then they both may fall into that pit. So can you imagine walking across a bridge and there's a blind man and a blind man behind him and they're following his footsteps. So if he sway to the left, they're going to have a tendency to go to the left because they're following the footsteps of the blind man. If the blind man falls off the bridge, there's a big possibility the one behind him will also fall. So we have to be careful. Not just a physical blindness, there could be a spiritual blindness. We could follow people and they can lead us to a place that we don't need to be. They can put us in situations that's hard to get out of. So be careful who you follow. And it also says, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. It's all about learning the word of God, taking the word of God, putting it on a plate and eating the word of God every day. God is the great teacher. No one is above him, but we can take on his attributes we can take on his mannerisms and we can take his love and his compassion and we can share it with everyone we meet. So we are not above God. We are not above the teacher, but we are right by his side. And then verse 41 says, why do you look at a splinter in your brother's eye? Don't you notice the beam in your own eye? Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye? See, we are so quick to look at other things and other people and other situations before we even look at ourselves. Here it is, a two by four across your eyes, but you still can't see the two by four. But you can see a tiny little splinter in your brother's eye. I know that when we receive and we get a splinter in our fingers. It hurts, but you really can't see it. Sometimes you can see just the tip of it, but you can't get it. So when we're looking at the scriptures here, don't you notice the beam in your own eye? We have to look at ourselves. We have to hold ourselves accountable. And when we just don't pay attention to the two by four in our face, We're going to miss out in life. We're going to miss something of great importance. It also reads in, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the splinter in your eye. So how can you say that? How can you say, hey, let me just take this splinter out of your eye. When you have splinters that's impacted in this two by four and it's all in your eyes. And it also continues to read that when you yourself don't use the beam in your eye, when you don't see the beam in your eye, hypocrite. First, take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the splinter of your brother. Oh, how powerful is that? When you remove your two by four, you will be able to go over and take that splinter out of your brother's eye. 
Sometimes we're so involved in everything else, we just don't pay attention to the things that are sitting right in front of us. We're so focused on all of the things that somebody else is doing, that our brothers and sisters are doing, when we don't even realize that we have that beam within us, that beam is on us, and that beam is distorting our vision. I love the way God puts his words together. He puts everything in perspective for us. He's given us all the guidelines that we need to be successful in life, physically and spiritually. Do not judge. Do not judge. Do not condemn. Forgive and then give. That's all he's saying. Simple and straight to the point. And I just love how he gives us other scriptures. If we still don't understand the gospel of Luke chapter six, starting at verse 37, he gives us other scriptures as well. Matthew seven, it talks about judge not and you will not be judged for with judgment. You pronounce, you will judge, be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And then as I continued on to look through the scriptures, I was seeing so many different scriptures of Romans 2. And it says, therefore, you have no excuse, O man. Every one of you judges for in passing judgment on one another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same thing. We do the same thing, but we are so quick not to put the blame on ourselves. And as I continue to go back and do a reference, it says in 2 Corinthians 5, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And the last one that is just powerful to me is Romans 14. And 13, and it says, therefore, let us stop. Let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on anyone any longer. It's time to stop passing the judgment for Jesus Christ is the ultimate judge. He has all power. He has all the authority. And he and he alone is the one that passes the judgment. Remember, one day we're going to have to go. And we're going to have to sit in that judgment seat. And we're going to have to stand before God or sit in the seat before God. And when you know the things that you've done, Know that God knows it as well. So I am so excited for the word of God, for what he's doing. He's teaching us how not to judge. What a great scripture. What a great passage. I am grateful for everything that God has done in the lives of my family, in the lives of so many other people around the world. But we still have some ways to go. We still have a lot of judgment. We still have a lot of unforgiveness and we still have people who 
are not seeing clearly because of that two by four in their eyes. So here we are at the close of the podcast, giving thanks unto God for everything that he has done for us. And Father God, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. We thank you for all your blessings. We thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercy. Lord, help us not to judge. Clean up our hearts, Father God, and renew a spirit within us. Thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. Thank you for all the things that you've done. And thank you for the things that are yet to come. And at the end of the day, we will be careful to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. And we will listen to hear your voice to say, servant, well done. Come on in. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that I do pray. Amen. I love you. I love you. I love you. But God loves you more. Go in peace.